When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Good with you on this Wednesday with Keyshawn Johnson, J. Wins, Freddie coming in from Max Kellerman. It is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance and ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80 as well as tune in. So one of the things we talked about Come in on, terms Freddie. of Steph you gotta Curry. You got to stop introducing yourself as Freddie Coleman. It's Hot Sauce Freddie from now on. Man. Not doing that. Why not? If you want to do it, my government name is Freddie Dwayne Coleman. I'm sticking with that. Hot Sauce Freddie. Hot Sauce Freddie. <laughs> Hot got, Sauce Freddie. I, I didn't realize your middle name was Dwayne. That's Dwayne. what I said. You got like a, a, mm-hmm. a wrestler. That's what I'm Dwayne The Rock Johnson type. You know, you got that. Yeah. Yeah. See, hot. See, you guys added the hot sauce. Hot and- Sauce Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be hearing that in my sleep. How much you bench pressing these days, Freddie? I'm doing the tension bands. I'm not even. I'm not doing the free weights anymore. Are you just repping out? Yeah. Pretty, I, see. <laughs> I, see. <laughs> I see you. Freddie, you, you didn't. This is not what you signed up for when you agreed to fill in for Max, I'm sure. No, I had a pretty good idea, but you know, it's like what we always say. What you don't know, you don't know. <laughs> and then you get involved in like, oh, so that's what that's all about. I Sorry, pretty much had a good man. idea about that. But if I didn't mind hanging out with you guys, you guys didn't mind hanging out with me, we wouldn't be doing this together. So if the hot sauce makes you feel better, let, let the hot sauce roll. How about no, that? Just, Put the I, hot sauce I, on it. It's just, it's, it fits you. That's all. It's not. Oh, yeah. I, didn't, I, I don't not, take it personal. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's your street name. You know? <laughs> it's when you leave the ESPN studio. Yeah, so oh, it yeah. just sound like yeah. a real hustler yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah to like those from Washington sister. Heights. Yeah, to those tough streets in Southington, Connecticut. <laughs> 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 or Brooklyn or Queens or wherever you're from. Well, right? ori- originally from Brooklyn, New York. Originally yeah. from there. Sound from like hot sauce. Yeah. <laughs> like, you got, like you got a lot of stuff in your life going on that you, you know, you're hustling. Somewhere like back in the 80s, like you were yeah. selling CDs. Back you know in what the 80s. Out of the trunk CDs, you know what I mean? Like, you came up in the game. In front of the barbershop, out of the back of the truck, out of the truck of my car. Yeah, the trunk. (laughs) Were CDs around in the 80s? Uh, Middle 80s. Yeah, middle 80s, right? Middle 80s, 80s, right? Middle 80s? Yeah, they started to really come about about 86. That's when people really started moving away from cassettes and also LPs. Yeah, I was five. Have you ever had a cassette, Jay? Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask that question, too. I'm glad you asked that, Key. I want to know if Jay knows a cassette deck is. Yeah, I had a cassette. Yeah, I had it. What was the first one? Uh, I don't know the first one, but I mean, I had, I had a ton of them. Oh, yeah. Did you ever I have I had an old, no, old school never... Walkman walk around with it okay. on. All right. It's you like a refrigerator on my hip. track, though, huh? A what? No. An eight pack? Eight, eight, track. eight track. No, what? No. Yeah, what? That, that's beyond his. That's beyond his. That? That, his eight his track sphere. is about the size of a. Of, of a uh, a tissue box, a Kleenex box. It really was. Right? You had it, to carry it, that damn thing around? No, you, no, stick, no. It, you stick it in your car. Yeah. Eight it was like a. Gosh, I I don't know how to describe it, but googly when you bored. Yeah, but, but it was an eight track, and you stick it in, and you would play it in mm-hmm. your car. Yeah, whatever. you can you can rewind it. By the way, once you started it, it had to finish playing. You can rewind it. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Oh, that that's so wow. Yeah. Google that. It's like a VCR. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> that's what it was. It's, it's like, like having a VCR, a VCR in your car. Almost. Right. It really was. He <laughs> described it perfectly in terms and just like you just did, James. Like having a VCR in the car that you plug it in. Eight track, eight track tapes. They called it. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. See, okay. yeah, that was that was yeah. really long, long time ago. Yes. Yeah, so, so if you had the name Hot Sauce in the seventies, you better had an eight track and a deuce and a quarter in your car. I was about to ask Jay. I was literally about to say before you said deuce and a quarter. I was yeah. about to ask Jay: Has he ever been around a car that was completely metal? That to the point where if you hit the bumper, you probably should have just called the mortuary. Yes, know? it was the death trap. Yeah, the death trap. Yeah, yeah. the no, bumpers, they, Jay. Yeah. The bu- they weren't plastic. The bumpers or hyper- weren't bumping, weren't bumping anything at all. No, they, no, were, they were bumping. The bumper, in. If the bumper bump into you, that was it. Rap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a rap. I'm not it's, laughing, but I, yeah, yeah, they I'm were, not trying to laugh. It wasn't the bumper. You were the bumpy. <laughs> so yeah, when the bumpers was, actually come out, they've been out, but the cars were made different. Obviously, right? The cars were more, I guess, steel. Steel. Yeah, yeah, it was more steel. Metal bumpers, metal, and it was like the bumpers. The cars that we drive today versus those cars. Yeah. If those cars ran in us, forget it. It's a wrap. Done. And we used to play, and I don't know, I, I, if, if what you live in the suburbs, so it's probably a little bit different. In the city, like in New York and, and in L.A., we would play football mm-hmm. in the street. In the street. And the cars oh, yeah. would literally be lined up mm-hmm. to the point, Jay, yeah. where they're like back to back, like you see in yeah, New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but the cars are hard as hell. You run so into that. You get tackled it. into the cars. Oh, you get tackled into the car. Somebody forget say run out, and you run out, and you run right into the bumper. And you out. You ran <laughs> out, really and out. you were out. Seriously. Yeah, Touchdown. Was... Go get the paramedics. Yeah, exactly. Nah, man. It, you don't want that lifestyle. I don't lifestyle. like that sport. Nah, I'm cool. <laughs> Jay Will's like, nah, I'm calling. Foul, Friendly flag on that Foul. one. Foul. You get four more, and, and so the cars, the cars, a deuce and a quarters was really big. Yep, or Electra like 88. You could fit. This is when. We had the bench seat in the front, in the front. instead of the bucket the, the, the seat. The long seat, yeah, yeah. the long seat and in the front. You mess yeah. around and put four people Easily. in the front seat. Easily. Easily. And, 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 and five more in the three back. Seat belts. Hey, Jay, the steering wheels was like this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you turn. Mm-hmm. You turn that, he's not lying. <laughs> oh, I know. No, yeah, the old cat, he's turning like that. Uh-huh. They got the one little seat belt that just go right across the lap in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> that ain't set up for success. And, and heaven help you. No. <laughs> Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max coming to you live from the Seaport District, Pier 17, brought to you by Chase and ESPN Radio. Switching gears to a guy that you know, has he's been all, all gas, no brakes. When it comes to Steph Curry winning that championship, his fourth one, people have been able to leave him alone saying, you can't do this, you can't do that. He's done it all now. He said, what can you say about me now? Except this. When it comes to Bobby Marks, ESPN NBA analyst, when he was on This Just In, he says this is how great Steph Curry is now. I actually think Steph Curry is the second best player of all time. Right behind Michael Jordan. Curry has this instinct, what I saw with Jordan, where anytime he has the ball, you think it's going to go in. He is a threat offensively. I think we've got three or four more years of Curry in his prime right now. I would put Curry ahead of LeBron James right now as far as that number two guy behind Michael Jordan. All right, Jay Will. I mean, what do you mean, all right? (laughs) All right, Jay Will. You don't want to touch it, Jay? Man. (laughs) Go ahead. I, I, I love Steph. I think Steph is um, one of the most unique players the game of basketball has ever seen, ever. But to me, LeBron James is just, he's different. He's in a different individual category. Now, we can get into all the metrics, right? Like he's the leader in points by 17,000 points over Steph. 
uh, assists by 5,000 assists, rebounds by 7,000. He has 10,000 steps, three blocks, steals, all of it. I mean, the only thing he doesn't lead statistically by a wide margin is number of threes that are made. But I've seen LeBron James drag teams to the NBA Finals that had no business at all being in the NBA Finals. So, I mean, we got into this debate the other day, Freddie, when Alan Yates was like, yo, would you rather mm-hmm. be 6-0 and in the Finals or would you rather be 6-6 six and six or whatever that record is for LeBron James? Yeah. And it was like one of those things, like, yo, I'd rather have gone there 13, 14 times. I've dominated the league for this amount, of this extended period of time. So, for me, I love Stephen Curry. But I, I, I'm not going to forecast that he's going to be the second greatest player ever to play this game of basketball. I'm not going to do that right now. I, yeah. I, I'm not going to do that. Le- LeBron James or Cap, there are a lot of other guys that are put above Steph in that conversation. You know what's so interesting about this, Freddie and Jay, is I wish I knew how to forecast something on, at Caesars or wherever we bet at and, and place money down. But I have my own board where mm-hmm. I can forecast what would happen. And I think, Jay, you remember this along with Yates and maybe Pat Costello if he wasn't working in TV at the time. When Steph Curry won his championship, what was the first thing I said, Jay? You said people. You remember? You said people going to start talking about him as one of the greatest. Didn't you say that? Like the greatest? No, I said what's going to happen is people are going to start to put him in front of LeBron James and have that conversation about Mm -hmm. the LeBron James if Steph Curry. And if Steph Curry happens to win another one, imagine what that's going to do in terms of LeBron James. I don't personally think that Steph could catch LeBron because LeBron is so far out there already. He's so far in front of him that it would probably take him to win a couple more championships to really, like, really have a serious conversation. And I know Bobby Marks was a former general manager in this league and and knows personnel people and all those sort of things. It's just very difficult to make Steph Curry the second-best player of all time in the NBA, and I know he changed the game, but so did Magic Johnson. He changed yeah. the game. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, you start to look at it a little bit different. He's not there. Does he slide into the top ten? Yes, it's no question about it. Where does that place him, right? The top three guys clearly are the cap, LeBron James, and Michael Jordan. And yep. then from there, you can argue whoever you want to argue. But Steph Curry belongs in that conversation. I just don't believe that you put him in number two. And the, I, first off, the, just the people who are diehard Steph Curry I fans. You, you called it, Keith. You called I knew it. they were going to do you that. You called it. Um, you know, it's not a slight to Steph Curry that we don't think he's the second best player to ever play the game. But sure. some people who are diehard Steph and Curry fans will interpret it that way. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. It's just LeBron James is different, man. What he brings on the defensive side of the ball, offensively, the way he impacts the game each and every play, I, I think even Steph would tell you that he sees LeBron James as as somewhat unique and different in the yeah. overall scheme of basketball. Yeah, but I've always said for the longest time, to me, LeBron James is the greatest athlete that's ever played in the NBA because we haven't seen that kind of size of 6'8", that kind of build that can handle the basketball, that can run like that, and modern basketball can play five positions. Steph Curry's impact is that he's brought shooting back into the game that he's made it look so easy that to do that, that people put more of a premium on shooting. In terms of impact, you can make whatever case you want. But I thought it was interesting that because of, to Key's point, the minute that Steph won that championship and it was the finals MVP, the lack of love for him really kind of ceased. 
and has gotten to a different level now. How many finals MVPs LeBron got? LeBron has what, three? What, four? Four? I think he's he's four, four, yeah. Well, Steph, Steph in my opinion, should have two. At least two. I hear you. He should have the first one that Andre Iguodala was given to. Nothing against Andre Iguodala. But Steph Curry, come on, took over that series the first time he won the championship. He should have two. That's neither here nor there. But when Bobby Mark said that, I did just like this. I went, oh, boy, here we go. Because I knew what that was going to sound like on one side or the other regarding Steph Curry and being the second best all time what? in the NBA. Yeah, I'm sure that what's going to continue here on Keyshawn J. Willemax. What? With Keyshawn Johnson and Jay Williams. I'm Hot Sauce Freddie Coleman presented by Progressive <laughs> there it Insurance. Is. Hot Sauce Freddie. Yes, for you guys. And Keyshawn Johnson is not trying to hear it about the still retired Rob Gronkowski. That's next on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Rob Gronkowski said that he was done with football. He said that Tuesday in Boston. Key, real quick, you're not about that life, are you? <laughs> I, I just, I, I'm good with the, the Rob Gronkowski, great player going in the Hall of Fame first ballot. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I don't want to hear about Rob Gronkowski no more, man. I'm tired of that. Okay. When he retired, I knew what they was getting ready to do. They're getting ready to run this thing all the way to September if you're paying attention to it. They're going to make you talk about it every day, every day, every day, every day. I'm like, no, nah, man, I'm good. I'm, y'all can talk about it. Well, let's bring in Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL reporter, joining us at Keyshawn J. Will and Max. And I told people, Diana, that he's retired. He's not coming back. I know people are saying by week eight, week nine, he's going to be with it. Keen's not trying to hear it. What are you trying to hear when it comes to Rob Gronkowski, either staying retired or unretiring once again? Yeah, 11 years, two teams, four rings. That's a, that's a darn good career for Rob Gronkowski, and I completely understand uh, why he wants to hang it up, why he feels like he's done. And, and I think the most important element in all of this is Gronk isn't healthy. Right. So that that's something that plays a big part in why he was able to be so open talking about retirement yesterday, because, you know, he, he's kind of always flirted about it. Right. I mean, he's retired, unretired. But I feel like yesterday hearing that soundbite of him talking about it, that I, I, I was bought in when he said that. And uh, I did reach out to some people with the Bucks organization to just see if they were buying it. And, and, and they are. They, they are. They, they believe that that Gronk really is done. But I feel like it's important to add, there is a situation where there are some that believe late in the season, Brady gives him a call, and Gronk feels good, 
then maybe that's the situation he comes back. But I think that situation where Key and I, we talked about this before, um, where, you know, Gronk's going to show up for training camp just like he always does. He just, you know, he's just playing this little dance right now. Um, I I don't think that's going to be the actual situation. I don't think we're going to see Gronk this July and August. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about him. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not getting ready to be that. I'm not getting ready to be that guy, die that just every day. This is not getting ready to turn into like, Brett. It's not getting ready to turn into Brett Favre. I mean, not Brett Favre and the Aaron Rodgers. Tom, I'm not going to do it. My head is not going to explode until we get to September. Thinking about no damn Rob Gronkowski every day. Key, this is what you're doing. You're giving us a headline again because we talked about Aaron Rodgers on the show once, me and you. And I opened the paper the next day in the New York Post, and it's like Keyshawn and Rossini tired of the Aaron Rodgers retirement talk. I'm just tired. One thing about it. If you're going to retire, retire. If you're not going to retire, don't retire. Just whatever. I don't care. I know. I don't don't care. Rob's, Gronkowski's not coming back. I know. I know. (laughs) <laughs> Look, Gronk lives a good life. He always mm-hmm. is, is living his best life, right? Yep. I mean, even yesterday when he gave that interview, he was at, I think, like Bottles and Babes or some mm-hmm. amazing restaurant bar name that uh, I, I wish I was definitely hanging out at. But, <laughs> yeah, he, 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 the, the, the health thing, though, guys, like the health thing is real. You know, and anyone that's close to Gronk that I talk to a lot, it's just like, He's, he's just not the same. He's not the same guy. And so until Gronk, Gronk's not coming back unless he feels like he's the elite tight end, yep. the greatest in the game. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, that's why I feel pretty comfortable here having this conversation with you guys saying, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm good. I'm okay. Yeah, we don't want to talk about it, but but I do think this is it for Gronk. And, and I'm sure Brady, I, I think Brady knows that there's going to be some growing pains um, on offense, you know, you look at their schedule for the start of the year, and it, it, it ain't, it's not going to be an easy journey for them. And it's going to look a lot like it did two years ago. Remember, guys, when, when Brady joined the Bucks, and, and, you know, Bruce Arians and him were trying to figure it all out. And it wasn't until really after that Saints game, I think, in, in November-ish that they figured it out. And it was like, oh, it came together. So I think it's going to take a minute before we see the Bucks playing at the level they did last year because they, they won a lot of games. Yeah, no doubt about that. Hit on Twitter, Diana ESPN, Diana Racina, ESPN NFL reporter, joining us here, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Let's move on, get a little NFL music. We're going to do a little better or worse or the same when it comes to the record from last year going into this year. Ladies first, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 13-4, and four, Diana. Better, worse, or the same when it comes to this year? Uh, I think they're going to be worse. I think I think the schedule is tough. I think obviously losing um, the weapons that they are losing um, is going to be a big part of this. Uh, I think what they do have going for them is the defense is intact and you have the same play caller. Um, there's some consistency there. That that's where it helps them out. Uh, and obviously that division. We know what that looks like. So um, I just don't think they're going to win as many games. Uh, and, and look, I understand Dye's concern in this situation. I think they're going to be the same football team, a 13 and 5, 12 and 4 team. Uh, uh, I mean, 12 and 5 team, when you think about it, with this football team. Tom Brady is there. Byron Leffords is there calling the plays on the offensive side. The receiver position is still intact. Uh, minus Gronkowski, which they got a young tight end nucleus. They signed Leonard Fournette back defensively, like she mentioned. They're intact. 
And when you talk about the defensive side, what is Ty Bowles known for? Defense. Did he go anywhere? No. He moved a step up. He's still calling the defensive plays. But all in all, the division isn't that great. You got the Saints, and that's pretty much it. The Atlanta Falcons are hovering around. The Carolina Panthers are still trying to figure it out. I think this team is 12-5, and 13-4 and four at best. I'm with you, Key. I think it's going to be the same for them. And look, there are a lot of question marks around Jameis Winston with the Saints. You talk about Arizona and the Cardinals. Kyler Murray, will he stay healthy? San Francisco, how's Trey Lance going to do? The Rams are consistent. Even with Green Bay not having big-time wide receivers. I, I know losing Gronk potentially hurts. But I do think there are people willing to step in that role. And they got Tom damn Brady, man. I think they'll be just fine. They have a lot of young tight ends that are going to have to step up here. And maybe they'll find even a tight end or, you know, on the street that can join. But but I I think we would be remiss to say that this, because they have Tom Brady, this is going to be easy peasy. I actually, I do think they're going to be challenged this September and October, especially knowing the health of Chris Godwin. We have to see how this pans out for him. And and if, because he's the key here, right? Gronk is important. He's this, you know, the the safety net, the red zone target. Uh, But isn't that the same with Aaron Rodgers? Can't you have the same argument with Aaron Rodgers, though? I mean, it's like the Packers have Aaron Rodgers, right? No. No. You mean because he lost Devontae Adams? Yes. Or because you're saying the... Yeah, no. See, I don't have as... I don't have as high of concern now for Aaron Rodgers because... You take a look at how Aaron Rodgers plays. He takes care of the football, and he makes everybody around him great. It doesn't matter who's in there. The games that Devontae Adams didn't play in, it's somewhere around, I think, nine. They won all those games, right? So he's proved that he can win games without without Devontae Adams. I think Matt LaFleur can game plan without having that star receiver because he has the most important person on the field and that's Aaron Rodgers. I had a conversation with a GM last night and he said, you have to always remember when, when, when you're having conversations about who's going to miss who at the end of the day, any organization is going to take an elite quarterback over an elite wide receiver any day of the week. So, you know, in, in, in Tampa Bay, I do think Gronk could possibly be more missed in, in a way for Tom Brady because of their experience, because of their chemistry, because of what we know, that connection that they have, possibly more than Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Possibly. Okay. okay. Los Angeles Rams, who won the Super Bowl, 12-5, and Diana. Better, worse, or the same when it comes to the record last year? This is boring. I think it's going to be the same. I think it's going to be similar. They're going to be right in there. You know, Keith talked about the consistency with this Tampa Bay team. There's consistency with the Rams. And then they have additions like Allen Robinson. Guys, I think he is going to be the key weapon that we are going to be talking about all fall. He has all this built up, I don't want to say energy or anger, but the way it worked out in Chicago and the type of player he wants to be and he didn't really feel like he could be with Matt Nagy, I think Sean McVay is, has this incredible ability to unleash. And he's going to find that way with Allen Robinson. And so, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about Cooper Cup. We're going to talk about Aaron Dahl. We're going to talk about Matthew Stafford. But Allen Robinson, I think, is going to be the reason why this team can keep the same record, if not better. I don't need to say anything else saying Di took it off. She she answered every single question the way it should be. Nothing else to be said except same. Same. Do you guys Love want you, Okay. 
<laughs> We're trying to pick up the pace, Freddie. Let's go. Pick up the pace? I let you guys have a conversation, but I'm the blame for this. Okay, let's pick up the My pace. My producers are yelling at me. What do you want? Real quick, Dallas Cowboys Freddie, died at 12. Freddie, do not let Jay push. Freddie, don't it's let not, Jay push No, it's not me. It's the producers not. in my ear. Diana, it's not me, Diana. Diana, put it this way. Nobody's <laughs> pushing hot sauce around in this show. Let's put it that way. Cowboys 12-5. and five. Better, worse, <laughs> or the same record from last year? I have concerns. I think worse. I think their offensive line injuries are a problem. I think Dak is going to miss Amari Cooper. I don't think they're going to be better. That's a lot of games for the Dallas Cowboys that they won last year. Uh, I I follow Die on this one. They're going to be worse, slightly worse. Philadelphia comes up, climbs up a little bit. It's going to come down to the last two, maybe three games of the season between the Eagles, I believe, and the Cowboys on winning the division. But hold on, man. We done jumped all the way down. We just passed over the Saints, huh? We just not going to. Fine. Saints. Better or worse than last year? Oh, actually, I'm telling you right now, Key and I are going to disagree because I, I have a feeling I know what Key's going to say. He's going to say better. I think they're going to be worse. I think I think we're feeling – I think you're going to feel – I'm excited for them. I think they've got some pieces. I, I'm a, a big fan of Dennis Allen. I think um, if there's any person that can replace Sean Payton in a way that you're not going to feel a tremendous loss as a, as a group, it's Dennis Allen. He's fantastic. But there is a not having Sean Payton and what he does and the power control and, and the details that he implemented on that team is really key. And I just don't know enough about Jameis at this point. I don't know health wise. And I just don't know if he can handle being a full time starter for the Saints team for the entire season. Yeah, we are going to disagree. I think they're going to be slightly better. I can't see them losing. There he goes. I can't see them losing 9, 10, 11 games. I think when you look at this team, they get Michael Thomas back healthy. They drafted Chris Olave. They signed Dra- uh, Landry. They have Kamara. But she is correct. Missing Sean Payton is a key for them. That's going to hurt. I think Jameis Winston can play at a high level. P. Carmichael's there calling the offensive plays. If you remember when Sean Payton was suspended, Carmichael was a play caller. And if you go back into the history of the National Football League and you look at second-time head coaches that get another opportunity, they usually fare well. And I think in this situation, Dennis Allen will fare well, even though he's replacing Sean Payton. So I think they're slightly better. Yeah, Key, real and quick, and what's Coach, the latest on Michael Thomas, Coach by the way? Carmichael's. Key, what's the latest on Michael Thomas? Just curious. Well, I don't understand. You just heard me say he's getting better. I, I don't understand what you mean, sir. Okay. Understand. <laughs> I'll double down on that as well. Yes. He's getting better. Yes, exactly. Always appreciate you, Diana. We'll talk to you again soon, my friend. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me on, guys. I'll see you next week. Sounds good. Uh-huh. ESPN NFL reporter Diana Rossini hit on Twitter. Diana ESPN joining us here. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. We'll ask a Hall of Famer how his game would translate to modern basketball in the NBA. And let's bring in somebody who's not only a basketball Hall of Famer, but is a Stuart Scott Inspire Award finalist and honor Stuart Scott. This award celebrates people that have taken risk and used an innovative approach to helping the disadvantage through the power of sports. Successful candidates will personify the ethos of fairness, ethics, respect, and fellows with orders, with others, excuse me. That person is Kembe Matambo, Basketball Hall of Famer, joining us here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Dikembe, you've done so much in your life, inside and outside of basketball, being a pioneer what would winning the Stuart Scott Inspire Award really mean to you first I want to say thank you so much for having me at the show um winning a Stuart Scott Award from ESB it means a lot to me it has uh, translate to all of the work that I've been doing in the last uh, 
pretty simple here uh, involving with uh, the India care traveling to Africa, building the hospital, uh, which have served more than a million women and children. Now, I built a school last year uh, to my foundation, uh, which is serving right now kindergarten all the way to sixth grade. So I'm very happy with the work I'm doing. I'm very happy with the recognition that I've been getting, especially one from ESPN and ESPN. Dikembe, I'm curious, with the influx of players from Africa coming into the NBA, where do you see that going for the future of basketball in Africa? I think our future look great. Um, the number of the players coming from Africa to the NBA will continue to rise. NBA has invested a lot in the continent of Africa. Right now, as we are talking, we just have invested more than a billion dollars, starting with uh, African Basketball League, which is growing very well. And we have the kids are playing basketball all over the continent. We are building more basketball courts. So we will see the number continue to go up. And uh, we just want to improve the living condition of the people in the continent through the game of basketball. Lakimbe, as you look at the NBA today, and, and the game has certainly changed from when you had your illustrious Hall of Fame career in the NBA, how would your game in today's NBA translate? Well, the game has not changed much. <laughs> <laughs> Only thing that changed, I will say that uh, uh, there's just more trees I've been uh, taking on the basketball court. Um, and the pace of the game has changed a little bit with the speed. But if you look at when I came in in the 90s, um, the game was a little bit faster from the West Coast. It was a little bit of tempo game from the East Coast. Um, now you see both conferences are playing almost in the same tempo. And I think that was a big adjustment. But um, it's it, it kind of different. I just would love to see more differences being playing as we see in the playoff than we don't see in the regular season. I would love to see more defense too. And, and But the, the, landscape, <laughs> the landscape of the game that Kimba has changed it's so much, not just from the versatility of players and their skill sets ultimately, but still to, to players and their time spent with franchises. What are your thoughts on the whole Kevin Durant-Brooklyn Nets situation about requesting a trade? Do you, and, and, and Adam Silver made a comment the other day talking about, obviously, this is something that they are going to need to address in the next collective bargaining agreement that's coming up in 2023-2024. I definitely agree with the commissioner. You know, as a player, the former player myself, uh, you know that um, when you sign a contract, you have a duty to obey to your contract and try to finish your contract or you let the team make a decision on what they want to do and which direction you want to do. So what we're seeing right now is a little bit different. Um, where guys are waking up in the morning say, oh, I don't want to be here. Hmm. You know, yeah. um, which is a kind of kind of strange to me because um, it all got to do with the L that I play. Uh, Michael Jordan, Patrick Ewing, uh, David Robinson, Akima Lajuan, all those guys who played before, um, they didn't wake up in the morning and say, oh, no, I don't want to be in Chicago. I don't want to be in New York. Um, 
that was their home, that was their team, and that's where you want to build your legacy. But now it's kind of different, and I think the commission is right. Uh, things need to be addressed. They need to have a conversation with the union to see um, how far are we going with this thing. Curtis hit us on Twitter saying, Dikemi Matambo is an inspiration role model. He has always been active in making the world a better place. There's absolutely no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. He is a 2022 Stuart Scott Inspired Award honoree, part of the ESPYs. He is basketball Hall of Famer Dikembe Matambo. Hit him on Twitter at Official Matambo. Joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Mr. Matambo, an absolute pleasure. Continued success. Keep up the great work. And thank you so much for giving us your time today, my friend. Thanks, Dikembe. Thank you for having me. Thank you for lifting me up and encouraging me to continue to do all the work that I've been doing around the world. On behalf of the NBA care, we want to say thank you. Yeah, our pleasure, brother. Keep lifting us up, and we'll get, follow right behind you when it comes to David Kami Matambo, Basketball Hall of Famer, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Don't forget the ESPYs airing live on ABC on July 20th at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Join us in achieving victory over cancer. Go to v.org slash donate. With Keyshawn Johnson, J. Williams, and Freddie Coleman on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, we're going to find out that Nick Saban of Alabama is telling the truth, whether you like it or not. That's after my man Jay has this from Cheerios. Key man, Dikembe, his ass was long. <laughs> couldn't get a shot. Couldn't get a shot over that dude. Okay. Good luck with that, man. If you're someone who skips breakfast, you're really missing out. And no, downing a cup of coffee as you're running out the door doesn't count as breakfast, especially when you can start your morning the right way with a bowl of heart healthy Honey Nut Cheerios. You should always know this, but if you need a reminder, Honey Nut Cheerios has the irresistible taste of golden honey and provides 12 essential vitamins and minerals, making it a family favorite. So don't wait. Pour out your heart into today. It's oh so important. Pick up a box of Honey Nut Cheerios today at your local grocery store. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
It is Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN2 presented by Progressive Insurance. If you're a renter, make sure you're protected. Renter's insurance includes options that cover stolen property, personal injury, and living expenses if your place is damaged. Quote, winner's insurance at Progressive.com. That is Progressive.com. Whether you want to hear it or not, Nick Saban of Alabama keeps telling the truth. You don't want to hear about it. But he says when it comes to super conferences and mega conferences, this is what's going to happen whether you like it or not. You know, there's a lot of tradition, you know, in conferences um, that will no longer exist. Uh, And I think we've gone through that to some degree in the past. Uh, You know, the Oklahoma-Nebraska game used to be a big game, and they've not been in the same conference for quite some time now and quit playing each other. So, um, that, that, that's something, but I think we're going to deal with it in, you know, a greater capacity than ever before. Um, because I think mega conferences are probably here to stay and, you know, market share market, you know, there's, there's a lot of that involved in why are we doing what we're doing? Key and Jay, plenty of the old heads don't want to hear that, mm-hmm. but it's the truth. And you get better get used to it, whether you like it or not. Well, I don't know why the old heads wouldn't want to hear it. Because of tradition, is, like he change said. Change is going to always happen, though. Tradition is is one thing. Your school, your university is still going to be able to have their tradition. USC, although they're going to the Big Ten, is still going to play Notre Dame every year and UCLA. I mean, it, it's still going to happen from a traditional standpoint. But the Pac-12 used to be the Pac-8 once upon a time. You know what I'm saying? The Big 8 was another conference, and it became the Big 12. You know, the Big 10 eventually got Nebraska in there. So it's it, it, And Penn State. And so it's going to change. I mean, that's just the reality of it. When you look at the mega conferences that is, is, is coming about, the super conference, whatever you want to call it, it's good for college football. No question about it. It's going to be good for college sports all the way around. Because everybody, in my opinion, that deserve to get a fair shot will get a fair shot. You see, I, I, I love it. I want to see more of these matchups. I, I, I want that USC-Ohio State matchup. Like, I want to be at that game. I want to see what that's like in a new age Big Ten. Um, I want to see more of those kind of non-traditional rivalries that get a chance to become the new rivalries into the future mm-hmm. uh, for a lot of those matchups. And But I will tell you this, Freddie. Uh, you know, if we get into this Power 2 or the Big 2 type conferences, the turnover rate for head coaches, get Ooh. ready. Get ready, because if you're not competing, I mean, a guy like Nick Saban, Mm -hmm. he'll be fine. Um, But some of these smaller schools, as they try to continue to edge their way up towards the top, uh, it's going to be very challenging for their retention rate to remain long-term for coaches because schools want to compete, and uh, you need players to compete, especially with the way this new landscape is being formed out. You can go get players from all across the country now. doesn't matter. We're in one pot. So let's play, and let's see who wins. Nick Saban said it best. He said, I'm part of the haves, and I'm telling the truth because he is. Because I wanted the conversation. I don't want to. I know the conversation would not be the same if Nick Saban was coaching at McNeese State or North Dakota State. Because those have-nots will have to deal with the new mega conferences. Because it's going to be tough to schedule teams now. If I know if I'm a team in a big conference and a mega conference, why am I scheduling a team in a lower division or a team that's a division one, not in a mega conference? How's that benefiting me? Because it's not, especially when the playoff is going to go to eight teams, Key and Jay, where you're going to be more concerned about RPI playing teams in mega conferences and not scheduling those have not schools. 
that's where that effect is going to happen. That's why so many people are hot and bothered about Nick Saban telling the truth. Well, I think most of the schools, though, that are the mega conferences will have their preseason games still. They'll still play the North Texas States. They'll still have one or two of those on their resume because the last thing you need to do is every single week for 13 weeks or whatever the the amount of games is going to be in a regular season is to get knocked around on a consistent basis in your conference when your conference is already so deep. You want to be able to give your team whatever you want to call it, a second buy, a third buy. So, they, again, even though USC is going to the Big Ten, they still going to schedule an Oregon State. They're still going to schedule one of those schools just because they have to. You cannot play 12, 13 straight games against that type of competition at the highest level and expect to not get knocked off. It just, you know... It, it, it can't happen. Yeah, There's no but, way. But, but, Key, you can look at it and say, if the strength of my conference is so next level, mm-hmm. I have to make sure well, – look, we get this game. I have to pad my stats, man. Mm-hmm. I got to make sure we got a couple of wins coming into this thing. So it, it, it does take away from – like. The yeah, tra- that's why, Jay, they're going to schedule them smaller schools so they yes. can get them a couple wins. Of course they're going to schedule but, them. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. If you're not in the Power 2 conference – and you're kind of a big dog in another conference, you're not going to get that same opportunity to play against the bigger dogs of the power conferences. That's the challenge. Here's another challenge that has to be thought about. One of the increased scholarship limitations, because if you're going to have all these power conferences, the scholarship limitation is going to go up, in my opinion. That's going to go from 85 to possibly 95 in terms of that, with that money out there. When you start getting to the 95th guy or the 86th guy, they don't play anyway, but yeah, of course, it gives them an opportunity to get a free education. Um, and you know, I don't think the scholarship—I don't think there's limitations on it at all because there's all sorts of ways to navigate around scholarships. Yeah, Freddie, I'll say this: mm-hmm. scholarships ain't enough. I mean, these players really—if we're, if we're going towards a power two conference, the players really need to understand their worth and start talking about formulating a union. Then that'll get interesting because mm-hmm. we know the power brokers do not want anybody to think that they can have that power over them. Who's who knew that Kyrie Irving like he taking a nice. call for a traffic? Who knew that Kyrie Irving listened to Nick Friedel? That's next to Keyshawn. Is that Kyrie next. Irving on the board? Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Matt's The Podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.